following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. You're never gonna make it, you're not good enough There's a million other people with the same stuff You really think you're different, man, you must be kidding Think you're gonna hit it, but you just don't get it It's impossible, it's not probable, you're irresponsible Too many obstacles, you gotta stop it, yo You gotta take it slow, you can't be a pro Don't waste your time no more Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? I don't give a damn if you say you disapprove I'm gonna make my move, I'm gonna make it soon And I'll do it cause it's what I wanna fucking do Today's episode is brought to you by GHU Game Station This is a fun one It's for adults, kids, parties, whatever you want It's the GHU Game Station it's a gaming trailer with Xbox, PlayStation, VR, etc. Current and retro-gen gaming experience, and the best part is you can use the trailer any time of the year. It's heated during the winter. It's a trailer, so it's covered if it's raining outside, and have the doors open on a nice day. Need something to spice up your party or event? Check them out at GameHeadsUnited.com or on Facebook at G.H.U.GameStation. And I'm Jay. What a what a card, huh? Oh yeah. I, hey, I'm just saying I'm excited. We're excited to be back. Yeah, it's been a minute. How was how was your vacay? Oh, it was awesome, man. Uh, I went to Florida. I had some good. Uh, oh yeah. Food in the Orlando area. I, okay. I ate a lot, so I can't really tell y'all <laughs> what was going on, but I ate a lot of food. Um, yeah, I enjoyed my time. We even did a helicopter tour. That's dope. Yeah, it feels nice to be back, man, behind the mic. Yeah, um, how about you? I'm, dude, vacation was a blast. Going, we were all over the place. And then, you know, came back, got hit with a little stomach bug, whatever it was. <laughs> but, you know, had to take that week off. But here we are, back at it, baby. I'm ready. Let's go. So we got uh, UFC Paris. Yeah. It was a good free card. It was a good free card. Marvin Vittori. He ain't shit. Yeah, me too. He <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. He thought he was all hot shit. I don't know. Come on, bro. Like, it's just like when you do wild, disrespectful stuff. Like, like yeah. You're not trying to shake hands, dog. But you're like, you know, you've been in this situation before. Yeah, you beat Thomas Bolton, but like, really, who are you? you know? Nah, facts. I agree. Um. Yeah, I I did too. Cause in that weight class, it's honestly Izzy. I guess you could put Pereira up there now, right? All depends. I guess we'll see. But I would put Izzy, and then Whitaker. I mean, that's really anyone that poses a threat is kind of Whitaker, because yeah, we've seen him. Whitaker's a gatekeeper. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him fight Cannoneer. Yep. We've seen how that went. It, it Cannoneer didn't do bad. It's just as he knew how to work him. Whitaker's the only one to me that kind of really posed a threat until Pereira came about. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be something special. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, we got to give credit to Ty. He's the first one to sit Cyril Gon down in the octagon. Yeah, 
Yeah, because he's out. I think I've just seen he's out for five months now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it sucks for sure. But it, in a sense, right? He's out for five months. You think he'd really have a fight in the next five months? I think it would take him at least three to get cleared, and then he needs, you know, two for a training camp. Well, you need more than two for a training camp. Yeah, well, no, I get not two months. He could do a training camp in two months for sure. Yeah, so I think, I don't know, I think he'd be fighting in five months anyway. So I think at this point, you know, just because his hand's broken doesn't mean he can't be in the gym still running working on his cardio, things like that, to keep him in shape because that's probably what he's going to do. He's probably going to keep working on his cardio. You know, he can still work on his leg kicks. He doesn't have to, you know, he can still work on part of his stuff. He just can't use one hand. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. Yeah. Fine. I mean, that was probably going to happen anyway. He's probably going to wait a couple months to fight anyway. Yeah, I, I think five months is fine. I don't think he's, I don't think it's going to be too much when he, you know, comes back. I think he'll be ready to, five months, I could see him fighting in six. Yeah, yeah, he'll be all right. And when he comes back, then. Yeah, they might even. I mean, I mean, they kind of have to probably wait, or they might say, "Yo, let's make a fight for December." Or, well, sorry, five months. Let's make a let's make a fight, you know, in spring or something like that. You know, June. So yeah, and they just you know, we'll find you a guy. We just got to make sure that once you you know, your hands all healed up, it's still you're still good to go. There's no complications. December is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I'm hoping that if they put a card together in December, that it's just they go out of this year with a bang. I mean, they've had a great year. They have, but I'd love to see just like a, a heater of a card in December. Yeah. I mean, John Jones comes back and faces TJ, then that's, that's a big fight. Oh, yeah. Um, plus, Chandler and Dustin were just put to UFC 281. Yeah. And that's in what? 281 is October? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I wish they would have saved that one, too, for, like, put Jones Stipe, Dustin Chandler on a card. Like, I. You're destined for just a heavy hitter on that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's still, it's still a good card, too. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, it's, I just don't. I don't know. If November's the month that they go all out for. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. One of those months, though. They got to do something. December, December is a little crazy at the moment. November's kind of wild on both sides. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, MMA's just been so lit all year. Yeah. Especially, sure. like, the last few 
months. And then like when we started this podcast, the, we walked into a path of fire. Like it's literally just been nonstop from. I mean, we picked the right time to do this. Yeah. I mean, we literally have everything to talk about. Yeah, so, like, I mean, at, at that point, I don't know, this year in MMA, the UFC was really good for me. Yeah, I mean. Um, just because, like, I, look, I like looking at it from more than just the fighting aspect. I like storytelling. Yeah. You know? And, hey, Kamara was running as champion has been, like, like a legit story. It's all you. It's you still see it over everything else. That's what I'm saying. Like just stuff like that. Like it makes me more invested. I was happy to see him and GSP outside the yeah, Octagon nah, in Paris. That like was that was good. dope. Yeah. That was good, man. Like, like, yeah. I just one thing I want to say about the UFC Paris. I was super let down by Jordan. He really disappointed me. That dude. Some of his previous fights, he's just been he, he's been wild. He just goes out there trying to rip people's heads off, massive energy. He came out not even like just the same Jordan that we've always seen and like I put money on him. And that's part of the reason why I'm disappointed, but like <laughs> I'm also disappointed though because of previous fights that I've watched. He's really been a killer and he came out in this fight and just looked like shit. So like I don't, it was kind of upsetting just to see him. I guess not live up to his right. usual expectation, his usual hype, and it just Cause sucks because he's got that potential. So saying you can't have potential in sport in a sport like that, in a sport like this, where you have to have consistency. That's yeah. like the most important thing. I mean, but the dude he fought, I mean, he's good, but Jordan. I, if there's ever a rematch between the two of them, and Jordan comes out the way he should, Wood stands no chance. But I don't think we ever see them fight again. I just don't. I don't even, I don't know. Jordan's got a lot of work to do because if, if he performs the same way in his next fight, he's a goner. He'll be he'll be in the PFL, yep. some shit. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye-bye. he'll be fighting in fucking Niagara Falls for LFA. Yeah, he might want to, he might want <laughs> to figure his shit out real quick because <laughs> motherfucker's pissing me off. Well, I have to, bro, but together. <laughs> together, Jordan. Yes, sir. It is. Um, We're right around the corner. Yeah, because this fight is going to be insane, my guy. Now, we get it. The whole story is Nate Diaz doesn't stand a chance. Listen, bro, he might go out there and get murdered. But but he's not going to just lie down. He's definitely not just going to no. stay out of it. He wants to win. Yeah, he wants to take that belt from Jordan really quick. He doesn't like the fight. He hates it. He didn't want to take it. He already felt like it. Yeah. But he so, took it because he wants to fight somebody. So the interview through ESPN, and I'm going to read it. Yeah, I'll, I'll read it. Because I, I honestly, we can talk about I, can feel, I can feel what he's saying in this. So I'm, I'm going to read this, and this is from um, MMA Junkie. They took the quotations from his interview from ESPN. 
And it literally says, and this is from Nate Diaz. It says, I'm the champion of the whole UFC altogether, and I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. What they got me doing right now is they're acting like I called for this fight, which I didn't call for, and I don't want, and I didn't want, and still don't want, but I don't give a fuck. I'll fight anybody. Pressure's on him. And this is the part I love because he's not. This part right here is the truth. Pressure's on him. He better finish me because he's the next killer in town. Pressure's on me because I better not get killed by the next best killer in town. Fire. Because they're saying he's the best in town, if I whoop his ass, they're going to say, oh, he wasn't the best in town, end quotes. Is he wrong? He's not in the slightest. And I'll be honest with you, like, just him saying that, he's not wrong, though. If he turns around and beats the fuck out of Hamzat, they're going to say, yeah, we hyped him up, but he really wasn't all that good, which is all bullshit. Anyone that pays attention to MMA is going to know that Hamzat is good. is good. I mean, I think the respectable people out here will, will still give credit to Diaz if he does win. No, this is massive. Yeah. Everybody knows how big of a fight this is. This is not no small deal. I wish I, wish I remembered exactly what he said, but... He asked the UFC, and this is out of Nate Diaz's mouth. He asked the UFC for Tony Ferguson, <laughs> Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, McGregor three, like, and there was like a list of like ten people he asked for. They told him no to everybody. No, they flat out said no. He asked for Leon, which we understand why he's not getting Leon. He's not. Gonna, they're not going to give him a title fight, right? So, and. That's just, but that's one of the people he asked for prior to him beating Usman. He asked for Masvidal. So like, yeah, I mean, he's but he's been asking for all these people, and the UFC's like, no, 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 you're fighting Hamzat, and basically told him, hey, you got no fucking choice, but to fight this dude. That's on you. If you want out of the UFC so bad. This is who you have to get yeah, out of the U.S. Like, story. it's a blood in, blood out thing. Yeah, it's the, that's the real story. Like, I like the fact that he's upset that he's not getting the fight. No. He's upset that he's going to lose his biggest, one of his biggest money makers. Yeah, that's your megastar. It's not Connor. Connor's not your megastar no more. Connor is on a yacht. Yeah. Making movies. Yes, bro. At this point, I even say the Bronx is getting up there as a superstar because <laughs> the way he be coming out here just getting rocked and then all of a sudden coming back and this? just saying, no, you never have. Bro, at this point, Ty Tuivas is a bigger superstar than Connor at this point. Yeah, like, it's horrible, bro. <laughs> yeah, everyone's out here doing shoeies now. And I'm gonna keep you don't see it. nobody drinking proper 12. Every time you talk about Connor, fight Masvidal. Stop being a bitch. <laughs> like, put that fight together, Dana. Yeah. I like, I like the fact that Nate Diaz is going out with his own fighting promotion. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I've seen it. So real, see, real see, fight, see, real. See catching up on the countdowns, man. What is it? Real Fighter Inc. or Real Fight Inc. or something? Like, it's one of the two. Real Fighter or Real Fight Inc. Um, is the name of it. What I like about it is, it's not just MMA. It's boxing. It's jujitsu. It's MMA. It's whatever the hell he wants it to be. And who knows? At some point, we might see bare knuckle on it. Uh, it's it's just a promotion that he's putting together. It'll be under his probably. He'll probably be like the co, you know, CEO or whatever. Um, I'm sure his brother Nick will probably be part of it. 
And right now they're out scouting for up-and-comers. They're looking for um, big household names. Listen, with all this stuff that Jake Paul stirred up about not paying fighters and shit, you might start seeing people drop out of the UFC and say, fuck it. If I go make more money here, I will. Look at Mike Perry. Dude went to bare knuckle, and he's making way more money. I think in his first fight, I think he said he made more money than he did in his entire fighting career in the UFC. Yeah. So. A billion-dollar industry. Yeah. Y'all getting paid like shit. I'm just, I, I mean, I get it, right? It's it's the job you sign up for. You know what you're getting paid. Yeah. and I, And I understand that. I do. I see both sides of the fence here. Exactly. But if you want to keep your people, man, and, and these other industries are going to start paying your guys more, you might start seeing some of your household names. Like, come on, man. You got to think about your, what happened to your recent household names. Like, Conor went off the deep end. Khabib retired. And if he was even considered a household name. Uh, and John Jones is... Hanging out somewhere. John Jones. Yeah. Credit to the fighters for making themselves large, but I look at some of these new generation guys as superstars. I'm not gonna lie to you. I look at Kamaru as one. I look at definitely is like Michael Chandler. I think Michael Chandler's a superstar. It, you, um, you could people are gonna say no because of his record, but if you look at who he's fought, he's fought nobody but the top. Come on, man. He's so had, he's had classics this year. Classics. Like, he's easily got two fights in potential. They could easily, without a doubt. Be in the Hall of Fame someday, without a doubt. That's what I'm saying. Like, shit like that. Him and Justin Gaethje, that was a fucking banger. Yeah, like, we got some money makers, bro. It's just... The, the, the knockout against Dan Hooker, fucking yeah. banger. Yeah, it's like, it's just, you gotta, it's just the guys doing it themselves. And then when they do it themselves, the UFC takes that as an L, amplifies them, and then when it's time to leave them, yeah. it's over. Like, you can't, you can't be doing that. Yeah, I saw, I feel like, um, with this fight... I so wholeheartedly, I want Nate to win so fucking bad. And I said this on the last time, was just like, just bloodied up face, standing outside the ring, flipping Dana off, and just like, just like a big fuck you. Like, hey, you know what? Best of luck, but we're going to go do something different. You put your dude in here to kill me, and he got killed. That's it. Your assassin got assassinated, dude. It is, but at the end of the day, I just think, I just think Hamzat is going to just, he's going to get him to bleed, and I think we see a doctor stoppage, doctor stoppage, I think is what we come down to, and if we don't, hey, guess what, I, I don't know. You don't think so? He thinks he's gonna wrestle him. 
I, I hope not. I mean, if he's wrestling and he decides to show off, I mean, it's going to probably go more. I, I still don't see it going past three. But. If he wrestles with Diaz, he's not winning. Yeah, it's not going to go far. I'm just saying, if he wants I mean, to go to the ground, he's, he's not wrestler. winning. That's like his primary thing, but I feel like Hamzat is a much better striker than a wrestler. Yeah. I could, I could be telling you. So, um, for me, uh, striking match, it's going to be like that from off rip. I don't think he's yeah. wrestling. I think he's going to go straight into a kill. And, and we know Diaz ain't knocking him out. If he didn't get knocked out by Gilbert, he's not getting knocked out by Nate. Unless it's, unless rocked. he did. He did get rocked. I but, mean, I think to me, Perfect scenario for me, because I think Nate can still have a good moment even if he loses. If he even makes it to the end, rocking this, look, say he does the same thing he did to Leon. Yeah. To Kamzat. Last round, last minute, everything is going crazy, and then Stockton smack and little boom. Yeah. Right, left hand, right there to your chin. (laughs) And then he's going to stumble, and everybody's going to lose their mind, and we're all going to be like. Did you hear, um. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but they asked Hamza out there, like, what are you going to do if he opens up the fight and just slaps the shit out of you with a Stockton slap? He goes, I'm going to slap him back. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, no, you're not. (laughs) Hey, yo, honestly, Nate's going to smack you, but you ain't going to be able to smack him back, I promise. Yeah. It's going to be a fight, though. Oh, yeah. And I don't, let's see, like, I like, I just like, I mean, I like to side sometimes, but on this one, I'm just like, you know, I'm rooting for both. I can't really root against one or the other. Like, Hamzat is literally like he says it, bro. He says I'm I'm paid to hurt people. Like yeah. that's his thing. I'm paid to hurt whoever's in front of me, kill whoever's in front of me. That guy has a scary mentality, and I like that. I like that he's rising through the ranks quick. I like that he's a good prospect, and I want him to really take over. You know, and this is the fight to do it. Unfortunately for Nate. Um, but, I mean, as far as Nate goes, like, yeah. he's had a fucking career, man. Like, I, yeah. He yeah. is arguably the UFC's biggest megastar ever, along with Conor McGregor. Those Especially at his run. Yeah, those are the two guys. Like, And that's the thing. You, so many guys have been great. Like, Anderson Silva was amazing, all right? But not a lot of people talk about him as megastar. The problem was is back then there were so many stars yeah. or mega stars. So GSP, Matt Hughes, BJ Penn, you know, um, Anderson Silva up there. You, you go into like Tito Ortiz, and it, it just Rampage Jackson. Like you could literally go on, and there's just so many mega stars. There were so many household names that like. I just feel like on that point it's a little different because they were coming up all of them when the UFC was trying to. Yeah, but that but that's what I'm saying. Like it's just back then, it's just so hard to say there were so many megastars because like because there just were so many names you knew everybody. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it's just hard. But like today, it's like there's there's just levels today of like the champions are obviously up there, and then there's like who can contest with you know them. So it's like Izzy's at the top, right? And then you have Whitaker and Pereira. And then it's just like everyone else is underneath that level. Like there's three levels, and it's just like Izzy, Pereira, Whitaker, and then everybody else is below it. Okay, all right. I like that. Yeah, that's an interesting point. What if all those guys from the past were in their prime today? How many megastars would we really be seeing? I think the same amount because 
with their style. So if you're talking in their prime and we're keeping their styles versus yeah, today, yeah. I think I think for me, the guys that are going to succeed are going to be like your Matt Sarah, your BJ Penn. Um, and I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to go with, I'm going to start with those two guys because, um, and when you look at today's day and age of UFC, a lot of these guys. They're all around fighters. Everyone, majority of the people can wrestle and stand up. There are still our select guys that prefer to stand and bang. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like some of them older guys, like BJ Penn, Matt Hughes, Matt Sarah, guys that can wrestle, their striking is, you know, it's not top tier, but it's not bad. Where they can still do things with their hands and then take the game to the ground. I think they become I think they're still stars. I think there's just some guys that were stars. Yeah. Like this is gonna get some heat. I don't think Chuck Liddell's a star in today's day and age. If you put him in his prime in today, no. Nope. Tito Ortiz? Nope. Just saying. I just Forrest Griffin, maybe. And I'm a big, I'm a big Forrest fan. I'm a big Forrest fan, but I'm just saying, at the end of the day, it's just all he had was a chin. He was the Nate Diaz before Nate Diaz. Dude would bleed every time he got the first punch that landed. He was bleeding all over the fucking place, literally. The only thing that stopped his blood from hitting the mat was how much fucking chest hair he had. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, like. I mean, the dude was a savage. He had a fucking chin, you know, but it's just like, I think all the heavyweights back then probably are still big stars because all the heavyweight division is, is just still people punching each other in the head and not wrestling at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just tough, but I, I don't know. For me, I think we still see some stars from back then in their prime today. Um, B stars, but I think a lot of, a lot of them no. I just think there's the skill gap between then and now, the fight IQ now so much higher. Yeah, like because that's like my thing. Like that's why I look at it as like, yeah, there were some mega stars back then, but the UFC just wasn't at that level to like promote them as mega. Yeah. So like for me, like I was saying, like when they first started, they had nothing. They bought it, and it was just dying. Yeah. And then as the promotion started going, that all the guys like Anderson Silva's or GSP, like yeah. all these guys, like literally went with the UFC as it rose. And then now that it's solidified, I feel like now people have like, okay, this is an established organization. With yeah. Legends in the past. I think now we can look at some of these guys and say, who's a megastar now? You know, like I feel like it's, people are thinking like that. But obviously there are there are some stars from like past past like you can bring now oh yeah gsp being one of them gsp would be a savage still without a doubt i think anderson silva in his prime would still be a savage yeah i mean it's kind of dope we got to see izzy versus anderson you know yeah you know it went didn't obviously you know the new school fans were all rooting izzy all the old school fans were Anderson Silva, but to see the respect between the two of them because they know 
that they fight in the same exact style. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. I liked it. It was fun. Exactly. You know, but it's just like, you do. You wish you could have seen that fight in its prime. Like, prime Anderson Silva versus prime Izzy. Like, we got the prime Izzy. Yeah. We just, we were like, I don't know, four years too late. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wrong. Like, because Silva four years ago of that fight, he wasn't really in his prime. But he was still doing shit. Like, he was still dangerous. Yeah, so I think if we could have had that fight like three, four years sooner, mm-hmm. I think we're in good business. Yeah, that would have been crazy. But, um, well, well, I, on that. Like co- yeah. He's owed his respect. Yeah, he became a household name, bro. This is a guy who's getting his name cheered too across the arena. Hate him or love him, dude. You, you, you can't deny what he's done yep, and what him. the name he's helped. He's helped build the UFC. Exactly. And if there is a first ballot little quotation going out there now, Nate Diaz is definitely a first ballot. I hate to say it, but I don't think Dana White's ever going to put him in. Not the way they're falling out. I agree. It, it, he should put the, the bullshit into the side. He should put the little petty shit to the side and say, you know what? That dude really has done so much for us. He's got to go in the Hall of Fame no matter what. Yeah, I think he will. I, I hope he does. I, I think he will. I don't think it's going to be that. But Dana White can be fucking petty. He can be, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I don't know if he'll do an ultimate fighter winner. Uh, damn near megastar. Like, you got, like, I, I don't know. know do I don't know. Yeah. So maybe as their boss, he's just not it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, next up on that card, Lee Jingliang versus Tony Ferguson. Yeah, that's the blasphemy. I um. It's tough. Yeah. I love Tony. Yeah. I don't think he wins. Lee is just too good. But look at Lee prior to that. Yeah. Dude's got speed, got power. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it for Tony, but, I mean. It's definitely, dude, see, and it just sucks to see him on this card. Yeah. When, like, I wish it would have been, you know, Lee versus somebody else. And then just, like, Tony versus Nate is the headliner. Yeah, and I'm cool with that, but you're talking about two household names. But you know what I'm saying? Like you I got don't like him fighting. I don't either, but you got two household names just going out on a bang. You know they're both you know that in that fight, they're probably just gonna be in the middle of the fucking octagon, just throwing punches until somebody dies or the bell rings. <laughs> that would have been crazy. That's just the two of them. That's what I'm saying, man. Like they're fuck. Fuck Hamzat for fucking making this shit happen. He should have just been like, I don't want to fucking fight him. I want to fight Paulo because Paulo's a bitch now. You see that shit between them? Fuck. We'll get into that later. We'll, we'll just, we'll, I'll bring that up later. But 
I do, yes. But so I think Lee wins. Um, but obviously it's Tony Ferguson, so we can't overlook him. It's tough. I think that front kick, that front kick was just obviously the cleanest front kick we've ever seen in fucking history. And the, it, and that would have sat down almost probably, I'm going to say 99.7% of the UFC fighter and roster. Oh, no, for sure. You know, there's a few guys in there that probably would have been able to eat that, but they would have been knocked out in the following five seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone in the UFC is going to withstand that kick. And then not be finished within the next five ten seconds. But ninety nine point seven percent of the UFC is going to eat that front kick and be passed the fuck out just like Tony was. Yeah, you know. I don't either, but I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping. You know what? I'm hoping Tony comes out. I'm gonna be honest. I hope he wrestles him. Yeah, I beat the fuck out of him on the ground. I don't care. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. You got Tony has to get back on track at some fucking point. He's got to win. And I think this is I think he holds a very good shot. Stand bang with him a little bit. Get him guessing. Don't go right in for the takedown. But, you know, try and wear him out a little bit. Go for the takedown, get him on the ground, beat the shit out of him. Call it a day. I hope so. I do and I do like Lee. I really do. But I just love Tony, and I just I want Tony to get back on track because the end of his career is here. Yeah, this is him. And I don't want to see him go out on like a fucking ten fight losing streak no, before he calls it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Kevin Holland's on there. Kevin Holly, you can't even say it's like he's guaranteed to win because he's just like he's entertaining. He's entertaining. He can fight. He can scrap. But at the same time, it's like you don't know what Kevin Holland you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get the cocky guy that just doesn't shut the fuck up the whole time he's fighting, or you might get the guy that's like talking shit, but he's doing more active work than he is talking. Yeah, but it's just like, is he going to talk more shit than he's going to throw punches? Or is he going to throw more punches than he's talking shit this time? Like, if we get the guy that's throwing more kicks and punches than he is talking, I think he wins. But if we get the guy that's getting fucking five-pieced, and then he's laughing like, it didn't hurt, and then he's fucking laying on the ground in a chokehold, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, if we get that guy, he, he ain't winning. Bro, my favorite, I forget who the fuck he was fighting, but Habib's sitting on the sideline, and he's getting the shit wrestled out of him. And he turned, his corner is standing there talking to him, telling him what to do. And he literally turns, looks at Habib, and he tells his coach, yo, shut up, I'm talking to the GOAT. Like, bro, if I'm your coach, I'm I'm knocking you the fuck out right then and there. <laughs> and then he turns around and asks Habib, yo, Habib, how do I out-wrestle this dude? And Habib says, fucking wrestle him. Fight the hands. Get him in a chokehold. And then literally, like, right after that, the dude takes Holland down right by the side of the ring. And the guy is trying to, like, you know, he's trying to, um like, move around on top of him and, and get around him. And Kevin Holland's fighting hands, but he's literally, like, the guy is, like, 
I don't even remember. I don't remember if he was trying to get him in like a Darce choke or something. Something off the wall. And Kevin Holland was literally punching him in the hands. And then he has his head turned. And he's looking at Habib. And he's like, is this what you mean by fighting the hands? Like, bro, just fucking relax. All right? Like, <laughs> like the whole time he's just sitting there talking to Habib. And I'm like, bro, you're getting your fucking ass whooped. And you're talking to that guy? I love Kevin Holland. I really do. And he's favorable. And he's a great person outside here, which makes me love him more. Yeah. Um, just take it a little more serious. I, that's it. I think, keep talking your shit. Go ahead. I don't, fuck, I don't give a fuck. But, bro, you. just you, do me a favor. Moments, some of the moments where he's, like, ducking and he's talking so much, like, shit, where it's just funny. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, it's hilarious. Like, I'm telling you, there was one fight where he was, like, sitting across from the guy, and he's just like, oh, are you about to hit me? Yeah. Me? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, yeah. I feel like that'd be me sometimes. Like, yeah, he like, says to him, you going to throw the right or you going to throw the left? Let me know so I can move my head real quick. I got a date tonight. Like, dude, I love him. I do. But if we get the right Kevin Holland, he wins. Um, yeah, I love Kevin Holland. I do. He's he's hilarious. Um, however, I'm going to – I'm just going to talk shit about this fight because I don't give a fuck about either of these guys. But uh, Ian Kutalaba and Johnny Walker, I hope they both, I hope they throw, they both throw a jab at the same time and knock each other clean the fuck out. Yeah, I, I mean, can't stand either of them. I mean, I don't like Walker. I, I just don't like Walker. Like, I think that guy, fuck about an ego thing. Um, Kutalaba's the same fucking boat. I know, I just, like, I get he had a, he had a dope-ass finish a couple years ago. It was cool, like. But then, like, the guy just got way too in over his head. And then, and then now look at him. Like, I don't know, dude. Nah. I, I fucking hate both of them. Part I don't know. want to take my hoodie off my Um, And then one other fight that I want to mention, it's on the prelims, is uh my boy Hakeem Dawadu. Dawadu? Yeah. He's a Canadian boy. Ooh, okay. Um... He's got one of my favorite finishes I've ever seen with a fucking kick to the dude's head while he's holding his leg. And just, it's just a spinning back kick right to the chin. Sits the dude, fucking freezes him up, falls backwards, puts him down. And I was watching that shit at work. I'm literally working. I got my phone up. And, like, this is the first time I've ever seen this dude fight. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm like, what's he going to do? I see him bouncing around, and I'm like, Oh shit, I literally stopped working and I'm looking at my phone and I see my boss coming and he's looking at me and I'm like, yo, come here for a second. You like the UFC? Come here. He's like, what? I'm like, dude, watch. Watch this fight. This fight's been good the whole time. He's like, you ain't been fucking working? I said, nah, dude, I'm watching the UFC fights. Relax. I get my shit done. As soon as he comes over and watches, dude spins around, kicks the dude's head right off his fucking shoulders. And my boss turns and he looks at me. I look at him. I say, I'm going to fucking break. And we just looking at each other, and I'm like, bro, this, that shit was fucking wild. And then he's just been fun to watch. So um, I'm going to throw together a little parlay oh. on DraftKings, oh, well, and I'm putting homie on it. All right. Yep. Like yeah, I'm going, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like the confidence. Take that. But, yeah, man, um, you got to catch UFC 279. 
Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it, it, you know what's crazy? It's not even there's not even a title fight on there, but just the lineup is nuts. And as much as I'm shitting on Johnny Walker and Ian Kutalaba, it they're gonna put on a show. And I have a good feeling Johnny Walker's probably going to fucking sleep because yeah, Kutalaba is the fucking it, dude's got such raw power. It's nuts. So I mean, it, from the start of the whole card is fun. From from top to bottom, it's it's a great card. Like I said, the prelims great, the early prelims great. Main main event, like I said, Johnny Walker, um, Ian Kutalaba, um, you got uh, Irene Adana, Macy Chiasen. That's a hell of a fight. Um, I hope Macy wins. Then you got Kevin Holland and Daniel Rodriguez. You got Lee Jing Liang versus Tony, and then you got Hamza versus Nate. In in every fight here, um, I could see the Macy Irene fight being more jujitsu wrestling, but it is possible they stand and bang a little bit. Um, but but everything else, it's just you're gonna see guys just standing and banging. Yeah, and it, it, like I said, even though it's not a title fight, it's I would I would a hundred percent catch it yeah, for sure. So we can talk about it also, you know? so, yeah. Um, so that was UFC two seven nine preview and the Paris recap. Now we're going on to the boxing side of things just to cover quickly. Uh, the Ruiz Junior versus Ortiz fight. Um, so I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Uh, I, I'm a little avid uh, pro wrestling fan, so this weekend was nuts for me. And watching this shit, I had to watch one on my phone and watch one on the TV. <laughs> so, had a lot to watch this weekend, and Ruiz Jr. was on the same night where I was watching the pay-per-view on my phone. So, like, a lot of looking. But, oh, my God, from what I saw of the whole fight, because I basically saw the whole fight, it was super confusing. Uh, Andy Ruiz and Luis Ortiz, they gave me exactly what I said was going to happen. They gave y'all fireworks. Okay. Oh yeah, we're talking about two knockdowns in the second round, bro. Okay, this and they they never stopped st- banging like standing and banging, dog. Never stopped, and I loved it. That fight literally came down to uh, Ruiz's knockdowns. Yeah, he if he doesn't if he doesn't get those knockdowns, he loses. Uh, yeah. Because Ortiz, the amount of jabs he landed. I'll tell you what, um, Ruiz definitely has a chin. That fucking, what was it, a right hook? That's what he's known for. Yeah. Was, was it the right hook that he ate? That yeah. fucking would have flatlined probably 80% of the heavyweight division. That's what I'm saying. Okay, he ate a mean left hook when he fought Anthony Joshua the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And any punch like that yeah. would have probably ended somebody's shit. He took it, looked up, and said, all right. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? That's how I knew he was built different. Yeah. Night. It was it was definitely like I said it was definitely a close fight. Um, I, had it not been, I think if you take that knockdown in the seventh away, I I think Ortiz wins that fight. I, I think it was just that close. I think that that last knockdown really kind of sealed the deal for him because the judges I think had it six six or six five or whatever going into the the twelfth.
technique thing where he where he like boxes and boxes. But that's his weak point. He doesn't yeah. like getting boxed no matter what. So that was gonna work. I think where Ruiz capitalized more was the feet thing. Was was using the combo split. Yeah. Because he was really fast with the hands and even though he got hit, when he hit right back, it was quick. Yeah. Fluent. And yeah, I mean he had two knockdowns in the second round, like you said. So he did his thing. I just think he gets hit too much, and that's what takes away from him doing so much damage. Yeah. I feel like if he gets a little bit of defense, you know, get in that double limb bag, my guy. Like literally, just start moving your head. Start doing like little little rope rope a dope like drills. You know, like if he gets head movement, Andy Ruiz Jr. is lethal. Um, so he won the fight. He looked a little bit disappointing, but he looked good also. Yeah. That's how I looked at it. He took major step forward, and he took, like, two steps back. Yeah. I, um... Yeah, I just... I mean, that's just my takeaway. Like I said, close fight. And at the end, uh, we had the post-fight interview. We called out Wilder. Wilder answered the ring, and... If we're getting Ruiz Jr. versus Wilder next, um... I thought this was fireworks. That took fireworks. I think Wilder wins. And I only say that because I think so. The unstoppable. <laughs> the unstoppable right hand versus the immovable chin, dog. That's okay. exactly what I'm getting at. So, just uh, I just think Ruiz just sits still too much. And it, listen, we know he's got a chin, but everyone's chin gives out at some point. And if anyone's gonna do it, Wilder has that fucking. I, Wilder, I think, is strong. It hits a lot harder than Joshua. And I think that Wilder, if Wilder is going to get fucking piece him apart, his chin at some point is just going to give out. Hot take real quick. <laughs> okay, like I'm just saying, I'm going to say this first so people can know what I'm getting at, okay? Wilder knocks out Joshua. All right. Wilder is going to, he'll piece Joshua, all right? I don't think Wilder is knocking out Ruiz. I don't think he's knocking him out, but I think he's knocking him down a couple times. Call me crazy, dog, but that chin is a little suspect, too, and he a little older. I think Ruiz might finish that guy. Nah, if, he, if, it goes later, know. if it goes late into a fight nah. and his chin is not giving out. It's going to when that motherfucker can't move his head. I mean, it might, but at the same time, you got to think about it. He doesn't throw a lot either. Deontay Wilder's not really, like, a volume guy. So he's going to throw very little compared to Ruiz. Like, he has power and he has speed. And all he really needs is, like, a little window to... It's going to take one uppercut from Wilder to send that motherfucker off his feet and collapse the fucking ring. Yeah, but but it could take a punch from Ruiz Jr. Maybe. No, with his power, it definitely can. And we've seen what happens. Like, okay, Tyson Fury is strong, all right? I'm not saying his power isn't crazy. But, like... We've seen what happens when he takes some good punches. Not even that many. He'll take some good punches and it's sleep time for Wilder. So, like, what I'm saying is you got a guy who can take a whole lot of punishment for a long period of time and still do damage back. And you got another guy who has so much power, but if he gets hit in the chin, like, literally two, three times of a combo, it's a little scary. So Yeah. No, That's I why I like the fight. It's very unpredictable. It is. It's a very unpredictable fight. However, I, I, would, I, I 
I'm still putting my money on. I'm putting my money on Wilder. I know, but that's how we know. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It could definitely go either way, but I just think, I don't, sure, his chin is fucking fantastic, but I just think Wilder fucking sleeps him. I think we see like a round seven knockout and send homie fucking to sleep. Who who would your top three fights be for him? Chisora and who else? Two others. Uh, I would definitely give him Chisora. Uh, maybe Chris Ariola. I like seeing him fight Chris Ariola. That's just another gatekeeper type thing. But yeah. at the same time, we're not looking at his first fight. We're looking at his championship fight. No. So, yeah, I mean, we're kind of, we might be a, a little off on who who we want to see him fight, but um, I w- I'm not against the across the pond type of shit. Um, Dillian White, I think that's, so that's, I got him on my list of my three that I'd like to see him fight. D- Dylan being one of them, I think would be a good fight. Um. My next two, my next one, I don't know if he really stands a chance, but I think it would be a good fight with Joe Joyce. Yeah, I think I think that's a good fight. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think he's a good fight. Uh, is he undefeated? Or does he have like one or two losses? Yeah, I can't remember, but I like Joe Joyce. I up and comer, I think that's a good fight for him. Yeah. And then my third guy is Martin Bacole. <laughs> He's from. Where is he from? He's from the Congo. Oh yeah, send me a link. I feel like he might know. He's got. 19 total fights. He's 18 and 1. He's got 13 wins by KO. 6'6, 29 years old. 6'6. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big he's a big boy. Yeah. So Is he like 6'7? Damn, that's a tall dude. Very tall. He might he's 6'7. Wilder's 6'7. So <laughs> dude's literally just an inch shorter. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're still looking eye to eye. Yeah. Wow. But I think so. Like, That's a, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely send you the link to look at this dude. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look more. Um, he's one of my, I guess we could say, up and coming boxers. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. The dude is just um. He's fun to watch. Yeah, I will. Yeah, he he lost his very first fight. His very first, I'm pretty sure his very first pro debut he lost. Yeah, and then after that, he just kind of, maybe I could be wrong. No, I think he, yeah, no, I'm wrong. He went on like a, what is it? Uh, No, he won his debut by TKO. Maybe it was like seven fights later he lost or whatever. Oh, okay. Lost by TKO to Michael Hunter. Yeah, and then after that he just he's won his last seven. Yeah. So I mean, like I said. Yeah. Yeah, I, and like I said, I think just because of I mean, he's still good. But like he's like you said, he's at his his time now where he's coming towards the end, and I would like to see him fight prospects too because he could really gauge how well these guys are just solely off of his experience. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of just like, and you know, I put White on there because it, it yeah, it comes down to a, a personality and style versus each other, you know. White's personality and style versus his, you know, Ortiz's yeah. personality and style. It's like, yeah, and they kind of clash, and then that across the pond shit. So that's kind of why I put White there. I think White ends up winning that fight anyways, but I would like to really see him either go against Joe Joyce or Martin Bacole personally. I think he'll knock out White. I do too. Yeah. No. No, he's very precise with his shots. And when he hits, he fucking hits. Yeah, he does. Which leads to the last point of this discussion, which is the winner, which is Ruiz. Do we think he's a top five heavyweight? Me? I'd probably give him five. (laughs) I'd probably give him five. But he's not better than Fury. So, are, are we going... Whoa! Whoa. All right, hot take. I'll put him at four. Oh, shit. Anthony Joshua's at five. Because <laughs> he's better than Joshua to me at this point. We're just going top five of current, right? Yeah, do you think he's a top five heavyweight? If you were, if you were seeing his body work and what he looks like, if you put that logo and just see what he could do, would he be a top five heavyweight? I think he works his way into top five. Yeah, for sure. Usos. Yes. For sure. Hundred percent. After that, he's really beaten the other guys though. He's beaten King Kong Ortiz. He's beaten uh who was one guy? He beat Chris Ariola. Uh so he's he's gotten these dubs, like I agree. Um I just think he has fights coming up that's an extra and he beat Anthony Joshua. Yes, Joshua beat him too. But 
so yeah, so this is kind of where I'm headed. Um, top five. I, if I have to put him, I th- I have to put Joshua over him. Personally, yeah. Um, I mean, here's the thing, right? Is like when you look at people underneath Ruiz, you can't put Dylan White over him. Unless they fight, Dylan White beats the shit out of him, then sure. But it's just not going to happen. Um, Joseph Parker. He's 29-2, WBO's number two ranked heavyweight. Um, I don't know. Personally, I I just I don't know. It, I you know what I'll say yes, top five, but he's five for me. The only way I would put Ruiz over Joshua is if they give us the trilogy fight and Ruiz beats him. Yep. Usyk, yep. Wilder. Mm-hmm. Then Joshua. Yeah. And then it's Ruiz. I I just I I'm like I'm saying I'm only switching Joshua and Ruiz because you know, Ruiz comes off two victories and Joshua's coming off two losses and Ruiz and, and Ruiz just in recent events beat Joshua and knocked out Ruiz. But in Joshua's, so would you say Joshua's recent two fights? Well. His last two fights were against the same person, right? So would you say his last two opponents? So we're just Usyk is one, and then Ruiz was his last one. And then Ruiz fought his last two fights were Ortiz. And then those – well, who were his last two? It was Ortiz, just passed. Okay, so would you say Joshua – his last two or three fights, were they higher competition than what Ruiz has fought? And now I'm putting you in a spot because Joshua just fought your boy and you sick. So would so for me what I'm looking at is as I think Joshua has had the harder last couple fights than I think Ruiz has. And for me, even though he's on a two fight losing streak, he lost to Usyk twice. And I think that comp- I think his competition has just been a little bit tougher than Ruiz's, and that's what puts him at four for me. Well, that's what I'm saying. I can use that against him too, because he's only fought, like you said, his last two opponents were well, Ruiz himself. Yeah. And Usyk. Usyk was twice. And he beat Ortiz. Hmm? He beat Ortiz. Or, er, sorry, he beat Ruiz. My oh, bad. Yeah, yeah, he beat Ruiz. I don't know why I said Ortiz. I understand. I get that, but then he beat him on the rematch. And then he lost to Usyk twice. That's what I'm saying. But when you look at his most recent fights, it's not like the guy has fought some good guys. Like, no. That's what I'm saying. He fought. He went and fought Chris Ariola. Yes. Chris Ariola well, is still a dangerous heavyweight. He's not. Of course. Super dangerous, but he's dangerous. Yes. And he beat him. But. And then he went on to fight Luis King Kong Ortiz, knocked him down three times, and won. The and only way I can put Ruiz over Joshua at this point is if he goes and fights Usyk and beats Usyk. But that ain't going to happen. 
I'm just saying. If I'm I'm sticking with the way it's it's out there. Fury one, Usyk two, Wilder three, Joshua four, Ruiz five. I'm just saying. I personally think that Joshua has had the harder fights, so his two losses come against the same guy back to back, and he's the number two best heavyweight. I'm just saying. I mean, I can give you that. And then when you look at Ruiz, sure, he fought Ariola, but, or, or, I mean, Ortiz is number 13. And, That's a bad ranking. Okay. That's a bad ranking. You know that's bad. Ruiz it, Ortiz is not 13 guys. Ariola is not even top 25. <laughs> I'm just, I agree. But I'm just saying, though, when, when you look at Anthony Joshua and who he's fought ranking wise, they're top five guys, right? Where like, and that's just what's doing it for me is his competition. Yeah, you say he had two losses, but his two losses are against Usyk, who's now, you know, number two. Yeah, and lost. I think the way to settle four and five. Ruiz versus Joshua again. And Joshua wins. Yeah. And he did the first time, but it's because he fought him in the equilibrium. <laughs> but he, and he was thirsty, so he was evident. He got to do it when he was... Yeah. I mean, hey, the last time they did fight and he lost, he did say in the interview... Let's go for the trilogy. I want three. And I'm for it. Joshua didn't go for that. So. No, because I think he's just, he's the type of guy, like, he lost, he won, and now he's just going to walk away from it. And I think he would have done the same thing. Like, he lost to Usyk the first time. If he would have beat Usyk the second time, I don't think we would have seen a trilogy fight there neither. I think he would have just walked the fuck away from it because that's just the type of person he is. So I don't think it has any, I just don't think he's interested in trilogy fights. And I think that's just all it is. I mean, it's bullshit, but. Well, at least you say that we both have an opinion. Yeah. For me, I mean, Joe Joyce is, is ranked eight. And right now. Well, everything matters now. Yes. Because now that he won and now that he confronted Wilder, we can assume Ruiz versus Wilder is next. If yes. If this man somehow beats Wilder. He's top. He's four. <laughs> he's actually probably three. Yeah, like that's wild. If he beats, if it would be wild if he beats Wilder, and if he beats Wilder, right? This fight happens. If he beats Wilder, he goes up to three. Joshua goes to five. Wilder goes to four. But you know, obviously, we're recording this right now, so obviously, top five is that. But with Ruiz being five, there is. I don't think Dylan White poses a threat to top five. I think Joe Joyce does. Joe Joyce, yeah. And he's he's sitting at eight. So, I mean, a fight or two away from... If he wins his next two fights, I would put him at five and drop Ruiz to, Ruiz to six. Just saying. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, we just got the we got the top three in the same order, yep. the same order. Which I'm shocked you didn't put Usyk at one. Me? 
That's high already. Believe me, I still think Wu Tang is the best. What's your top five? Fury's one though. I'm just saying. So in your top five, Fury still one. No, I have Usyk. Okay, that's so that's what I'm at. That's what I'm asking. I have Fury at two. So it'd be Usyk, Fury, Wilder, Ruiz, Joshua. Okay, I'm sticking with the way it is. I mean, Fury's got to be one. Technically, if he's fully retired, I guess you take him out of the one spot. Usyk goes one, Wilder two, Joshua three. I was watching wrestling this weekend, and guess who was on my screen when I was watching wrestling? Oh, Tyson Fury's ringside. Shocker. Yeah, so my guy, hey, he was over at a wrestling event. Come on, man. Come on, bro. He's done. He don't give a shit. He doesn't know what he wants. If this is the guy that's going to step into the ring with Usyk, I promise you he's going to. I think he said he's fully retired. I think he said he's really just done, but we'll see. Yeah, he's he's on WWE for a reason. He might blow all his money and just not know what to do. I don't know. He's the Gypsy King, so they don't really spend money much. uh, We got the last segment here, which is just other boxing and, you know, MMA stuff to keep up with. And these are like the little bits. This is a little time we can kick back and relax with y'all and do. Some of the fun stuff. Yeah, we were asked about this one. Yeah, today's gonna be a, these, these topics are pretty fun. We're gonna start off with the Phil versus Paul. Yes. Fight they got announced. Um. Yeah. Uh. First of all, this is gonna be a, a paper. Yeah, this is gonna be a big fight. Um. They're gonna promote it like nuts. I'm pretty sure the card is gonna look equally as good. And that goes good. I think personally, for me, that's good because we're probably gonna see Amanda Serrano, and I like watching Amanda Serrano. Yeah. So. Uh, you can assume the card is going to be good. Um, the fight itself, this one, it's a real fight. It's an actual fight. It is. And a lot of people saying, you know, oh, he's fighting Silva. Silva's 100 years old. And it's like, sure. Nah, but there's still a But good. the dude went out there and he's beat two yeah. boxers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The dude can box. And that's what I'm saying. And when this fight got announced, it wasn't like when the fights with Wookie and Askren got announced. Like, when people were like, ah. Horrible. Well, yeah, because we've seen what happened to the both of them at the yeah, end of their careers. It was like we like, knew what the fuck was happening. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, now everything is down the middle. Now there's people like, oh, this is an actual fight. Some people are still thinking, hey, he picked the old timer. But now there's actually far more discussion about Jake could lose this fight. So that oh, yeah. Real fight. Yeah, because so, you know, everyone in their speculation of Jake has the no knockout clause in his thing. Like he's not allowed to get knocked out, whatever. Um, I mean, a lot of people have come out and said that that's not true. So I think, you know, with everyone saying shit like that, everyone's saying, oh, Anderson Silva's going to take the knockout for more fucking money. It's like what what a lot of people don't understand is that as much as you want to hate Jake Paul, that dude puts in the work. That dude is in the gym fucking training his ass off, being in the best shape he can. Sure, he's out here making fucking TikToks and this and that, and it, but that's his way of promotion. Yes. He's making it. He's got so many fans, and like, you know, everyone's gonna say, "Oh, Anderson Silva's just gonna take the extra money to get knocked out," and it's like, Anderson Silva's an old time fighter. Anderson has a good amount of money, um, through endorsements and all this shit he does and whatever. So like, I don't see him one if there was this fucking no knockout thing I don't see him signing a contract with that shit in it I think he's doing this shit for the for the culture of MMA 
and for himself. He's not going to go out there and lose to a fucking... He doesn't want to lose to some 26- or 7-year-old fucking kid and, and then be a fucking meme on Facebook for the rest of the year. Like, no, it's just no. not... That's not Anderson Silva. No, and that's why I like... I like Anderson Silva. I do, too. I don't care what nobody says. As much as I talk shit about him, I do, yeah, too. Like, I don't care what nobody says. This man is a character because he has to be. I mean, it promotes his... The job now is fighting. What top fighter doesn't have a character to him? Exactly. Colby Covington almost lost his job because he was a fucking nobody. And then comes out and he's the biggest dickhead in the UFC. And now everybody fucking hates him. But yet, he draws a fucking crowd because everyone wants to watch him get knocked the fuck out. Jake's doing the same shit. He's got the best head movement yeah. out of anybody that Jake Paul's fought. Yeah, so now, is the, now the question is, how good is Jake Paul striking now? Now we're going to see his real boxing go to work. Yeah, and Jake Paul's got good power. He's got great power. Uh, He's a strong yeah, kid. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you're asking me, I think Jake Paul wins. It's a toss-up, I know that. Yes, I, I so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go... I'm going to give two scenarios here, and then I'll give my pick. So I'm going to say... If Silva does the cocky shit where he's fucking hands behind his back, you know, bobbing and weaving shit, he's getting knocked the fuck out in probably two or three rounds. However, if Silva takes it serious and he's actually working his jab, using his distance, you know, fainting, and the stuff that he's really good at, he's get, he's really good at, you know, pretending to throw a strike and getting that person to move in, and then just cleaning their shit out. He did that his whole UFC career. If he can do that against Jake, he's gonna get he's gonna get Jake to bite. And I think I don't think he knocks Jake out, but he's gonna do enough damage to where the judges are gonna give Silva the scorecard. So I'm gonna go ahead and say Silva wins this fight. Um. And a lot of people are going to say, you're off your fucking rocker. No way Silva wins due to his age and due to what Jake Paul's been doing. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that Silva's going to go out there and knock him out or win in a couple rounds or whatever. I think Silva drags us out. Silva is a legitimate stand-up striker. Um, the head movement is fucking impeccable off of Silva. You know, he might not have the same speed he's had over the years, but... He can get people to bite on shit, and then he could just hit you with a quick one-two. Or, you know, he can float around. He's light on his feet still. So, to me, I'm going with Silva just simply based off of, I think this is the best boxer that he's that Jake has fought. Um, I know Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is old as hell, but he's still, you know, fucking a phenomenal boxer and for Silva to go out there and do what he did against him I'm sorry I know I know Jake's 20 years younger 30 years younger but at the same time it's like he has that Silva went against that experience and that's just that much more experience that Silva gained by beating him he learned how a top tier boxer at one point still fights they still fight the same way 
They just lose their speed. They lose their power. But they still box the same way they did back in the day. But it is possible that Jake catches him and cleans him out. We've seen, you know. Yeah. He just can't get reckless like he does sometimes. But also, I think he got reckless just due to the fact that he knew who he was fighting. You know, um, excuse me, you know, Ben Askren, he came out fucking swinging wild. But he knew who he was fighting. You know, he came out swinging against Woodley kind of wild at some points. Simply off of we knew he was fighting. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I don't think if he's going to swing wild here, he's going to pay for it. Silva. Silva. Yeah. So he's going to take it serious. And if he takes it serious, like, I know Jake Paul came and was hungry to prove people wrong. I think, you know, well, that's a good, it's a good fight. Yeah, I, I think generally, I think, um, like I said, it, it's it's a really good fight. And it's just so many people just hate Jake because he's a YouTube star. Yeah. But, I mean, fuck, how many people go to school to be teachers and end up fucking becoming cops? Like, just because you start one thing doesn't mean you have to stick to that. Like, yeah. sure, he was a YouTube star, but at the same time, it's like, why can't he change up? Yeah, He's putting in the fucking work to be a boxer. I respect the grind. That's, and that's what I'm coming in. And, and, you know, I talk a lot of shit, too, about Jake. Yeah. But it's just the cockiness for me, you know. And, and sometimes, like, and I get it. Like, I, I like Nate Diaz, and we're I like Kevin Holland, and we're talking about <laughs> – two of some of the cockiest motherfuckers ever. But, like, the way they carry themselves afterwards is yeah. is kind of what, you know, it is. So, for me, it's like I respect Jake and what he's doing and the work he's putting in and, and the heart that the dude has. But at the same time, it's like I do want to watch him fucking lose at some point. I, I just want to see him lose and get humbled and see if it does humble him. But I'm, I'm hoping Silva can be that. The, the peacemaker, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, I'm getting that. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm watching that. So, Top uh, to bottom. Yep, in this next point, we got a good other thing that we're recently excited with. I know that Jake is not looking at Jake, so um, it looked like something fun to do. So I'll let him go first. Yeah, we, we had a couple. I think I had two answers. Uh-huh. Um, Let me see. what I think I had two people answer me. Yeah, I did. So, um, I posted mine. However, I did end up changing it. So, I will say my original one that I posted on Facebook. Yeah. And then today while I was sitting there, um, I wanted to go with current fighters only. So, my one on there has one person that's... Um, currently fighting. No, has one person that's retired. And that would be DC. Okay. Um, but, so, John Crawley gave me one. And his was for Fight IQ. He has GSP, which is respectable. And when I was building mine, I was thinking, like I said, I wanted to build my more current fighters. But if I was doing all time, GSP would probably be um, who I would put for my Fight IQ too. The dude's probably the smartest person ever stepped foot. In, in any combat sport ever. Yeah, I did it all time. Um, and then he had 
who do you have? Chin wise, he had Nate for chin and Nick for cardio. So Nate and Nick Diaz back to back. Um, for speed, he had Connor. Power, he had Naganu. Which I mean, you can't really. It's hard. How are you going to go with anybody else other than the hardest hitting dude in the UFC? It, you know what I mean? I, and someone else made another one, and they have somebody different, and I'll touch on that after. Um, striking, they had Izzy. Respectable. Wrestling, they had Habib. Um, and then Jiu-Jitsu, they had Charles Oliveira. And then for Hart, they had Charles Oliveira. Which, I, that's a good fighter. That's a good dream fighter. It really is. Um. Because if they can fight smart, in the sense of GSP, they have the chin of Nate, which, yeah, and the cardio of Nick. I mean, you can even swap either or. It it doesn't matter, right? Because both of them, they're both known for chins. They're both known for cardio. Um, You look at the speed of Connor. You could pick a few other people, too. Connor's definitely up there in in top three speed guys. Yeah. Um, So I could see that. Me personally, I'm putting a guy in my in my power spot every day of the week, um, because if you get a guy that punches as fast as Connor, with the striking ability of Izzy and the power of Naganu, that's fucking dangerous. That is scary. And then you know the wrestling of Habib, he's arguably one of the best wrestlers to ever step foot in the UFC. You know, um, and then we've seen Charles Charles Oliveira's jiu-jitsu and his heart. He, like you said earlier, how many times has he been hit, wobbled, and then comes back and, and beats people? That's fucking hard. So, yeah. So I really, I do like, I really like that that fighter out of John that he, you know, his dream fighter. Um, the other one is from Joe Dinatelli. His fight IQ is GSP, and I, and you know, I think if people start answering more on these. I think we see a lot of GSPs if more people, you know, give us their their professional fighter build. Um, So he's got GSP at IQ, the chin of Holloway. He's got the cardio of Nate Diaz, which I think that's just what you're going to see. You're going to see the cardio of either him, Nick, or you could even, in cardio-wise, you could even put, um, like, Tony Ferguson, uh, Volkanovski. But, obviously, they're better in other areas that you could use them guys. So... Nate Diaz, Speed, Conor McGregor. This is the other person I would pick for power-wise. Um, Derek Lewis. That's good power-wise. Um, I think when you go power, you, you have no choice but to go with a heavyweight, right? Like, when you're building these, your dream fighter, they need to have that knockout power. So, like, a, a true, powerful kicks. I mean, but... Yeah, but for me, if I'm building the dream fighter with power, Derek Lewis, Tai Tuivasa, Francis Naganu, um, Mark Hunt, like there's just dudes out there that just have some sick fucking power. Um, and then his striking is Izzy. His he put Habib for wrestling. Um, but Habib for wrestling, jiu-jitsu, Charles Oliveira, and then Hart he put Patty. Yeah. 
Um, I the heart the heart part. It, the heart part is actually a lot tougher than I think picking majority of the other stuff, because sure we can say all these fighters have heart because they're and they're doing this shit, but at the same time, yeah. So like, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I think that, like, I, I think that's a good build, too. Yeah. How do you feel about Hardy? Yeah. Um, if I had to put John's fighter versus Joe's fighter, who do you think wins? Yeah. I'm only... Because they have a majority of the same. The only reason why I'm going to go with John's fighter over Joe's, and I, anyone that knows me knows that Max Holloway is one of my favorite UFC fighters of all fucking time. I, If I play UFC 4 and I pull out Max Holloway, you're getting fucking cartwheel kicked eight fucking times, and then I'm just going to blow your head off your shoulders. I love Max Holloway. Um, but... When you put Diaz versus Max chin-wise, I'm sorry, I have to go with, uh, I have to go with Nate on the on the chin. Um, yeah, and then like, Patty has good heart, but Oliveira has just championship heart, and and I just think for me, it's too soon to to be able to put Patty in any lineup of. I mean, I guess I, you could put him in there for maybe his jiu-jitsu. Um, possibly. You know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, And I'm not saying Patty doesn't have no heart. I just think there's other people that have more heart than I think he does at the moment. We could see that change as he gets more, you know, into the UFC. I think his you see, you know, his heart is still there and for sure. But you don't only see two, three fights. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They both built incredible fights. I think it's a hell of a fucking fight. Hell yeah. Personally, though, I would have put Nate for chin, and striking wise, I think I would have went Holloway. And if he would have went that, I think I would have picked Joe's fighter. But. My my best one? Okay. Well, so the one on Facebook, I'm just going to read it off real quick. It's Fight IQ John Jones, Chin Max Holloway, Cardio Nate Diaz, Speed Dominic Cruz, Power of Francis, Striking of Izzy, Wrestling of DC, the Jiu-Jitsu of Volkanovski, and the Heart of Tony Ferguson. So after I did that, I was like, hold on. All day I've been thinking. And I was just talking about how I would put Holloway for striking over Chin. So, for this is my favorite one right here. I went fight IQ of John Jones. I went the chin of Max Holloway. The cardio of Nate Diaz. The speed of Patar Yan. The power of Francis. The striking of McGregor. The wrestling of Colby Covington. 
the jiu-jitsu of Volkanovski, and the heart of Glover Tikshira. So on that one, that's all active fighters as of right now. Because obviously after Saturday, Nate's no longer active. But for me, that's my favorite one. Um, and this goes to the heart, the heart of Glover, dude. I'm c- come on, yeah. dude. Let's. I mean, for me, he has the best heart in the UFC. And so that that to me, that's my favorite one. I just wanted to read out my original one, and then after I've been thinking all day, and I was like, I want active people. This is my my active people one. Next week, I'm gonna do one of all time. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I did mine. Oh. My dream fighter, uh, Twilight Zone, Tim Cardio. Yeah, his wrestling can wear people down without him getting tired. You got to keep up with him. Okay. He's Respectable. He's yeah. Uh, striking Anderson Silva. Wrestling DC. Jiu Jitsu of the Bronx. And the heart of Donald Cowboy Sanchez. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, mine's just from the trenches. Though. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I had to go, if I went all time, I would probably be in with you on the cowboy heart thing. Because, yeah. let's be honest. I mean, between him and Glover, like him, to me, him and Glover have the two best hearts. Like when it comes to determination and wanting to really win, like they really have the heart to go in there and know that they're really willing to fucking die for this shit. Yeah, that's what I love about Cowboy. Like, and, and I know I always say, I got a lot of fucking fighters that I really love. Cerrone is one of them. If I had to give you my top three fighters of all time, it's going to be Anderson Silva, Cowboy, Max Holloway. Those are my top three. Um, and anyone that knows me knows I, I love fucking. I was devastated when he lost to fucking shoulder strikes to fucking Connor. Like, bro, I, I was fucking sick. Um, it, it's just it, he really is, man. That hard to him is fucking nuts. DJ needs his credit. But, yeah, DJ, to me, I mean, first of all, I'm going to finish on DJ. But Power, I went Rumble because at a time, he was, Anthony Rumble Johnson was probably a, a really feared, like, light heavyweight. At one point, there was a time where Anthony Rumble would put people on the ass, and nobody was trying to fuck with that guy. And I just love his type of power. It's just, it comes with speed. And I've just never, like, I, of course we've seen, like, Ngannou now, but, like, up to that point, I feel like I, he, I, I just love the way that Johnson would come out here and present his power as, like, as this guy, almost, you know? Nobody, nobody really expected to walk in there and, like, you knew it was going to be a tough fight, but people just underestimated yeah. Rumble sometimes. And Rumble would put you on your ass. And I've seen too many times where I'm like, this guy's strong, dog. Like, he's very strong. Very strong. 
Yeah. Towards the end of his career, wasn't all like that, but he was still a, a retiree. Yeah, he, he can actually retire too. If he, uh, yeah, I mean, then, good. Wrestling DC, I love DC. Cowboy's heart. Uh, Speed DJ's pretty fast, so that's why I kind of want to put DJ. DJ's pretty fast, good at everything. You know what I mean? Uh, Nate has a greatest tune of all time for me. And Fight IQ, I just love how DJ approaches fights. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, a lot of people sit there and analyze fights and do different things and get them into the zone. I just love that DJ keeps it within like a. He literally studies film. Yeah. Type thing. Like he'll sit there and literally look at fights that you do and just keep looking and looking. No matter where he's at, he's gonna find something and he starts building a plan off that and he executes it really well because he can. He has that skill set. So his IQ to me is really up there. And it also came from the words of GSP. GSP believed that this dude was the greatest of all time. Probably still does. So that's high praise, man. I feel like DJ's high IQ. So I know this. Obviously, we we do an outline every week. Uh-huh. Um, but just an on the spot conversation. Um, DJ, let's talk about him. Well, that now that you now my, that you brought him up, that actually goes into my last point. Okay. Which is, uh, who's our personal favorite combat sports athlete ever, and why? I say Demetrius Johnson is my favorite combat sports athlete, and the reason why is because this guy. You're talking about somebody who's very dominant, and probably like the most important platform in MMA who basically try to erase his legacy. I'll say that. They try to erase him. Mm -hmm. Make it seem like he wasn't really as dominant as he was. The guy leaves after beating all that he can and having the most dominant run in the UFC. That's what I'm saying. They traded him for Ben Askren. Disgrace. Yes, and he went to one championship. And this is what solidified him to me as my favorite. He went to one championship, which is elite also. They're like the UFC over there. You know what I mean? This man beat Rod Tang. Okay? After beating Rod Tang. Most people don't know. Just touch on Rod Tang just a little bit. Like, give people a little background. Because okay. I don't think many people understand no. who he really no. is. I don't know. Rod Tang was you, well, one championship John Jones. Okay? Like... Arguably the best Muay Thai fighter ever. Yes. So, Rateng would step into the ring with people and just walk through them, kill them, put them to sleep, whatever. He was probably the most feared guy in, in that promotion. DJ gets traded over there, okay? Everybody in one UFC, uh, one doesn't really know what the fuck is up with DJ unless you're really hardcore. And then, like, you know, he was showing the respect when he got there. He got put against a Rateng who... Literally, like we said, he has a lot of fights under his belt. He has like 200-something fights in all of them, most of them. He's won, and he's knocked them out. So he was feared, all right? We're talking about the feared guy. He walks over and proceeds to strike with him in the first round, because I don't know if y'all know, one has different rules. One round is boxing, or one round is just like striking, and then the other round is like MMA, and then the other round is something else. I like that. So... All he had to do was survive the striking round. And he held up his own with probably the most feared striker in in probably MMA history, okay? And now, he went over and tapped him out. This man goes in and gets the title. Yes, he lost it. But then he recently just won it back 
by kneeing this guy in his jaw and putting him to sleep. To me, DJ has such a big impact on MMA, and I just think it doesn't go like like it doesn't get recognized enough. This guy is just a different type of athlete. He prepares differently. He fights differently. He trains differently. He lives, breathes, and eats MMA. Like he literally—that's his lifestyle. He's like another Yuri, except he's just been doing it for so long, and he just doesn't get bored. He's out, he dominated the UFC and he dominated one. I can't think of many people who say they can do both. And he's currently still one champion. And the level of competition is just nuts to me. I think Demetrius Johnson has a really, really, really strong case to be the greatest combat sports athlete ever. And to hear from GSP, to hear from guys like who are really respected that say that he's the greatest, it just proves that, like Jay says, there's levels to this. And Demetrius Johnson is on a type of fucking level in my eyes. And I just love watching Demetrius Johnson fight. He's pure You look at what he's done in the UFC as a whole. Uh, he's also one of those guys that just came in, torched fucking everybody. Torched them. Um, him and John, Do- John Dodson. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, He's arguably just the best to ever do it. It, it, and it's hard to even compare anybody else to him. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna hear people say, "Oh, well, what about Cejudo or this or that?" And it's like, you know what? Fuck Cejudo. Fuck it. Uh, DJ is just uh, classes above. And everyone's going to say, well, he's in one, and it's just not the same as the UFC. You know how everyone always does that shit. Um, DJ's a fucking killer. He's a monster. Uh, Joe Rogan even said, you know, the, the dude doesn't have enough credit for what he's done. And, and I agree. Um, He's just, he's an animal. There's nothing to it. The guy is so good that he just makes other people look bad, even when they are good. When he fought Rod Tang in the Muay Thai round, I'm surprised he, I wasn't surprised at all. Exactly. <laughs> um, we were. You know, Rod Tang may have won that round, but that's his fucking wheelhouse. Yes. The dude has 300 fights in Muay Thai. He, if he loses a Muay Thai round to DJ, he loses that crown of best Muay Thai fighter ever. So he had no fucking choice but to do it. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Um. He, you know, is sure he lost that round, whatever. You know, you, you can't count a Muay Thai round against him when he's fighting the best Muay Thai ever. No. Um, But at the end of the day, it's also like the dude went out there and he absolutely, when it came to the MMA aspect, he beat the shit out of the dude. <laughs> Literally. I mean, this dude has put people in fucking arm bars. Where you thought their arm was going to just come off their body. Like, I, that's exactly it. The dude can wrestle. He can, he he has a chin. He's fast. He's powerful. I mean, I mean what the, f- you could literally, our bit we just did about building your perfect fighter. You could put DJ in every fucking category and you have your perfect fighter. You know what I mean? Like, but obviously we're out here trying to make it fun and we're going to pick everybody. But like. Look, you go hold down the whole list, all DJ, right? Just insert Francis Naganu's fucking power. 
and, and that's he it. Yeah, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's exactly. He just has one hit power at that point now in that weight class. But like, it, it's just it's hard because when you look at that weight class back in the day, it was literally John Dodson and DJ, and then Suhudo came in, and then it was like, okay, whatever, fine. But then like, they were setting DJ up for failure, and then he was out. And then Ben Askren came in, and it was like, all right, cool, whatever. And I'll tell you what, if that trade did anything, for one, it it gave them more fans. Dana White literally fucking lost that whole thing. He brought more fans over to one because of DJ, and then we got fucking Ben Askren, who just, yeah, by Jorge Masvidal, which is fucking great. Oh man. So greatest combat sports athlete ever. For you. For me. And why, my guy? Hmm. Cause it's just is it for me it's tough. Cause I have my top three, but I'm not gonna give you a guy out of my top three. I'm going to give you a guy fighting this weekend. Oh, yeah. And Nate. Oh. And I'm going to go ahead. And then the reason why I picked Nate is because when you look at somebody who's built something, you, you can't mention the UFC without Nate. You cannot mention Steel Chin without Nate. You can't mention cardio without Nate. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, so there's just, when you look at it, Nate early on in his career, he showed every aspect that of, of an MMA fighter. He showed the jiu-jitsu, he showed the wrestling, he showed the striking, he showed the cardio, he showed the chin. He, he showed fucking all of it, the heart, everything. He, even to this day, he still has heart. So, and even with the UFC fucking him, the dude still has heart to want to go out there and beat the absolute shit out of... They're hired, hired hitman on Nate. And for me, he's given us some of the best fights we've ever seen. He's given us some of the best moments. And the moment that, and, and it, just because it might be one of the fresher ones, obviously, but like, how iconic is that photo that's been circulating around again, even though, you know, Leon's the champion now and Nate's on his way out the door, but that, that photo of Nate just, yeah, flipping him the bird as as Leon's stumbling backwards with his eyes rolled in the back of his head. I mean, the dude has just given us such greatness, and he's just hate him or not, the dude has just done so much. He's given us some of the best fights. He's he's given us some of the best moments in the UFC. He he's really shown people how to just be you and still be a star. He's the way he is. Every time you see him in an interview is the same way he is when people are randomly recording him on the fucking street. He's the same person, doesn't change. So for me, like to see him just be himself is huge. I love that. Um, The only way people can fucking finish him is from a doctor stepping in. You know, like it's just the dude is just nuts. And we've seen he still has his wrestling when he fought Connor. We see he can still wrestle. 
He's got that Hoist Gracie wrestling in him where he wants to pull you down on top of him and fight from his back. And that's where he loves to be because all his submissions come from being on his back. When's the last time you see Nate Diaz on top of somebody doing transitions? Can you can you tell me? I can't tell you neither. I don't think it's ever fucking happened, unless he's on you know one arm over somebody's back throwing punches. But I'm I'm talking about half guard, full guard, on top of somebody, side saddle. I, I can't tell you the last time I ever seen that. Nah. Dude always fights from his back, and that's a dangerous place to be. That's why, like, I'm interested to see when he fights Hamza. Is like, does he? If what does what happens if he pulls Hamza on top of him? Like, I, that's just, it's a problem for both of them. But who's who's it a bigger problem for? But like, for me, it's just like that's why Nate will be my favorite combat sports athlete of all time, just because of what he's done, his legacy, um. It, 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 his attitude, the moments he's the, the moments he's given us, and, and the things that he showed us that like, y- if you've never seen somebody like him in the octagon, you wouldn't believe people could eat ten, twelve, fifteen, thirty, one hundred and fifty fucking punches to the face and a head kick, and and still be alive. Like you, you see people get two pieced on a fucking Facebook post, and you're like, <laughs> damn, the homie's out cold. But then like, you look at it, and you're like, damn, this guy over here. You know, this dude's getting hit by guys way stronger than that, way more skilled than just some random street fight, and he's just tearing through it like it's nobody's business. And it's just his heart is what's gonna is what puts him at the top for me, and his attitude, and of course, obviously, just he's just fucking Nate Diaz, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, he went with Nate Diaz. I went with Demetrius Johnson, both very legitimate arguments. So, And there are opinions, so I want you guys to get involved, man. Leave us who's your favorite. And yeah, but, uh, build your fighters, too. That'll be up on the, on the page. Um, yeah, I'll repost it again, or I'll pin it to the top. I, I want to see people build stuff. I want to see what where people are at. Give me two. Give me current fighters. Give me all time. Yep. So, with that being said, we have Trainwreck Fitness Company. We are proud to be sponsored by Trainwreck Fitness Company, where they make quality clothing that's 100% cotton, t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. Only colors available right now are white and black. You can check them out and place your orders on Instagram by searching, in all capitals, Trainwreck, underscore, all capital, fitness, with two S's, C-O. To, uh, to place all orders, send them a DM on Instagram or go follow them or check out their designs. Trainwreck Fitness is savage, not average. And as a matter of fact, I am indeed wearing, wearing the shirt Facts. underneath. Facts. He's wearing it. I've, I've wore, I brought it with me to Nashville, and I had somebody ask me, where'd you get that shirt from? I said, 
Yeah. One, I said, go check out my podcast. <laughs> and I said, two, go check them out on Instagram. I pulled up the Instagram. They said they were going to follow. If they did, I don't know. You know how people are. But they did enjoy it. And then our last one is Buffalo Sports Cards and TCG. Into collecting sports cards? How about trading card games like Pokemon? Well, if so, check out Buffalo Sports Cards and TCG. They do live breaks, singles, giveaways, and personal boxes. Anything from UFC cards to Pokemon cards. Check them out on TikTok at Buffalo Sports Cards TCG. That's a capital B, capital S, and capital C, and then capital TCG. Also, you can check them out on whatnot.com slash user slash Buffalo with one F, Sports Cards TCG, for all your card collecting needs. GHU, you, yeah, the GHU Game Station. Shout out to BJ, um, him and, and Praz, they're great dudes. Um, appreciate them, you know, and their and their sponsorship. Thanks to Joe Dinatelli and uh, Buffalo Sports Cards and TCG, and then Matt and John Crowley. They're the ones doing train wreck fitness. Them guys put in a lot of work in the gym too. Um, we're gonna plan the. John will probably be on a podcast very soon uh, when he comes up in October, I believe. So, so it'll be cool to have one of our sponsors on there. Hopefully, you know, um, by then maybe we'll get some videos, start recording some of our sessions and, uh, you know, we'll be able to, he'll be able to show off his merch and shit like that. So we plan on getting a couple of these guys in here and and stuff like that. Um, So we really do appreciate them. Yes, sir. So thank you, everybody. Yep, make sure to build your fighter. Yep, do all that. Yeah, anything you want to hear us talk about, we're here. Uh, do You could DM either of us and post it right on the page, um, whatever. It just We're here to talk about what you people want. We obviously have you know what we're going to bring up, but at the same time, we, we want to hear what you people want, what you guys want to hear, um, whether it's boxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, whatever it is, I, high school, college wrestling, well, I'll fucking research it, we'll figure it out. I'm I'm always down to to learn new stuff. Like uh, the other day, I learned Mark Zuckerberg yeah. full takes in in exactly. in MMA, MMA. And all I'm gonna say is, I still will kick the shit out of him. I don't <laughs> fuck him, dude. Keep wow. fucking banning me on Facebook all the wow. goddamn time, dude. It pissed me off. Well, that's that's the perfect way to end it, guys. <laughs> this, this is a sixteen ounce podcast. Don't sue me, dude. <laughs> Yes, sir. Peace and love, baby. Thank you. You're never gonna make it. You're not good enough. There's a million other people with the same stuff. You really think you're different, and you must be kidding. Think you're gonna hit it, but you just don't get it. It's impossible. It's not probable. You're irresponsible. Too many obstacles. You gotta stop it, though. You gotta take it slow. You can't be a pro. Don't waste your time no more. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? I don't give a damn if you say you disapprove. I'm gonna make my move. I'm gonna make it soon, and I'll do it because it's what I wanna fucking do. Cause all these-